Fuck that, eight doobies to the face. Fuck that, twelve bottles in the case, nigga. Fuck that, two pills and a half weight, nigga. Fuck that, got a high tolerance when your age don't exist, man. I swear my nigga tripping off that shit again. Pick him up, then I sit him in cold water, then I order someone to bring him Vicodin. Hope they take the pain away from the feeling that he feel today. You know when you're part of Section 8 and you feel like no one can't relate, cause you are, you are a loner, loner, marijuana. End office make you stronger, stronger I'm in the house party Trippin' up my generation Sippin' cough syrup like it's water Never no pancakes in the kitchen Man, I one of our lives is caught up in the daily superstition That the world is about the end Gives a fuck, we never do listen Unless it comes with an 808 Playstation and some drink Technology pop us Looking around and all I see is a big crowd That's product of me and it probably relatives Relevant for a rebel drink Yep, her president is black She black Episode 13 of the Just the Guys podcast. I'm Terrell, one of four hosts today. We have Rod. Yo. We got Denzel. What's good? What's good? And we got Tay. I got it again. First and foremost, by the time this episode drops, it's Denzel's birthday. It's Denzel's birthday. Happy birthday, Denzel, the king. Thank you. Yes, sir. 90s babies. Let's get it. (laughs) The old head. Nah, <laughs> appreciate it though. Hope everybody <laughs> no having problem. a good Friday. Any any birthday plans, Denzel? Nope. What are we doing? Going How to work. We, we <laughs> popping bottles when you get off, though. Yes, sir. <laughs> you gotta celebrate we somehow. Got co- we get the Casamigos and get the champagne. Yes, sir. We're gonna turn on the webcams. Let's get it. Yes, sir. <laughs> the webcam. That's that's my take favorite a shot part. On stream. On stream. <laughs> yes, sir. We're gonna take a shot on stream. Yes, sir. <laughs> Use this as a as a bonus clip for the pot. <laughs> yes, sir. I don't care if you don't drink. That liver getting used today. The kidneys. That's getting used. Uh. uh but yeah, as always, thank you guys for tuning in, checking us out, giving us feedback, sharing us. You feel me? We fuck with y'all, as always. But um what should we start with? Should we start with Mr. Morale? Just start with Mr. Morale. Uh, last week we all know Kendrick dropped the album. So day. My initial thoughts. My my initial thoughts on this. I love the album. I love it, top to bottom, beginning to end. Everything. If y'all would have seen the initial reaction that me and Rod had to this mm. shit, like I wish we were recording that shit, bro. <laughs> we went stupid. Tears were tears were shed. We were hyped. I was standing up for half the album. <laughs> <laughs> this shit this shit was fire it was amazing from top to bottom i loved it i loved this is what we're waiting for for five years i loved it i love the messages in it i love the themes in it i love it all um what were your guys's initial thoughts of the album first of all i'm gonna address the haters to all the haters i don't care what you gotta say um so basically the album is what I expected it to be. 
Kendrick is Kendrick. I know what he was gonna be Kendrick. I knew he was gonna put out an album that um pretty much spoke um had meaning behind lyrics and um it's just a mixture of everything. He's gonna give us a feel um a feel for each aspects of like the music industry. So like that's not what like a lot of people were looking for, but in my perspective, that's what Kendrick is. Like he's always gonna have a meaning behind uh what he does his albums in general mm-hmm. but um not uh as to say for like um other perspective not everybody is going to be not everybody's going to want to hear like an album like that because everybody nowadays people just want to be bumping to this and to that like mm-hmm. like crackheads or whatever so they're not their mind isn't in tuned to to lyrics like this to albums like this they don't want to really hear um a message behind a music you feel me so like that's what the world is today so many people are going to have negative thoughts negative comments about the album which i've already heard and and seen i've heard people from my peers that like are going to say stuff about the album everybody has their own perspective but in my own thoughts bro Exactly what I expected, bro. Props. Props to my boy Kendrick. Bro, I had a homie say that. He's like, the album was a 5 out of 10. I don't want to listen to poetry on my way to work. And I was like, first of all... Exactly. Exactly. I was like, first of all, Goofy. That's what Kendrick is. Goofy. You just started listening to rap. What's wrong with you? So, of course, (laughs) you don't know what's going on. Then he said he don't want to listen to poetry on his way to work. Is that the only time you listen to music, Goofy? Is on your way to work? No, it's not. It's when you hit the gym, it's when you're at home chilling, when something new comes out, when you need to relax, when you want a message, when you want some positive reinforcement. Shit, if you want something that you can salt to when you go through a breakup, a party, any of those times, you listen to music. Any of those times. And Kendrick did what Kendrick does best. And you know what's, you know what's awesome about it? Like, It had a great message. The production was awesome. And I kind of listen for different things every time I listen to it. Now I'm starting to dive into the lyrics. But first, at face value, I was listening to the production, instrumentals, 808s, the piano riffs. You know, I was listening to the little, the little kind of like Afro beats that he had going on in the actual song, Mr. Morale. And like the, the kind of droney, like, like the synth beat. Man, it's, yeah, it, like it was, it was crazy, man. It, he did a lot of things that I didn't expect him to do. Uh, as far as like his sound, he was definitely playing around with his melodies and his vocals a lot. And his his uh almost every single one of his his uh his features, well, I mean none of them were bad. So let me not say almost. Every feature fit right, I think, in every track. So I love this album. And it's, it like it gave you insight on what was going on in his life. Like he's not supposed to recreate a fucking good kid mad city a fucking damn every single time he drops an album it's whatever experiences he has and what's going on in our life at that time and especially his life and our world is going to be on that album it's going to reflect the kind of music that's coming out and that's the kind of music that we needed that's the kind of music i needed you know i've been listening to this man for 10 years damn near no i've been listening to this man for 10 years so so i discovered him when i was like 14 15 so yeah i, I love you know what it is Go ahead, my bad. Now you got it, bro. You, you know what it is, too, bro. Come to think of it, correct me if I'm wrong, but look at the name of the album, bro. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. 
it mm. co- it comes to me that like also I don't know if y'all realize that a couple of the features that he has that's his own family i think um he did one of the features with his cousin or something i don't know with one of those girls um that he did a feature with hmm. so like i feel like the, what he did bro it was like it had a connection to his family bro like mr morale big steppers who's to say he's not well he is mr morale and then the big stepper is the rest of the family or whatever the case is mm-hmm. but like that's could be a meaning or whatever the case is like i said it's kendrick he's gonna um put out stuff like this and i had one of my boys that only listened to to one of the songs he listened to mirror and this man went to instagram and posted about <laughs> the album and went off talking about it's trash this this and that if you're not like you have to sit down no. and listen to the meaning behind the lyrics not everybody's yes. gonna want to listen to a porchy lyrical vibe or whatever but at least if you're gonna um if you're just gonna just listen to one song and just throw out like an impact like that then you know that's not how it goes you know like at least try to listen to it and get the meaning behind it now check me out this is a a special a special little moment for y'all uh we will be doing a, a album breakdown for this it's coming. It's coming. We're, we're going to break this shit down. It'll be the, one of the first videos on the YouTube. Check us out. Stay tuned. We're going to chef that up for y'all. But um, y'all seen the backlash the album got for uh, Auntie Diaries? Oh, yeah. Graham using the F word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to cancel him for it. I feel like at first listen of that song, it's easy to get offended. But once you listen and like kind of break down the lyrics and kind of like listen to what he's saying, he says it right after he says he says the f word, and then right after that he says we didn't know any better. So for those of you, I'm not gonna say the word on, on the podcast. We would, we would definitely get canceled, stripped all, take any future contracts, any business. That <laughs> shit will go down the drain if we say that shit. So, um, the f word regarding the worst thing you probably call someone that uh, uh from the LGBTQ community. So, for context. So, but after he says that word in the song, he says, we didn't know any better. We were just kids. So, and then at the end, it's like, in order to understand love, you got to see it from both sides. So that's what he was like. He used it. He was using it as a kid in the negative way. Now he can say it with his auntie that's a trans person and they can just make light of the word. And then at the end, he finishes it with saying, "Um, if I wanted to say the F word, now I have to white, let a white girl say the N-word, which in both cases, some people didn't agree with that, comparing the F-word to the N-word, which I agree. They're two different words. Mm-hmm. One's used for uh, just a lifestyle. I don't want to like downplay it, but someone's lifestyle, and the other one was used for your, your skin color, your complexion. You are less of a person because of this word. So I can see the the that you can't really compare those words. However... I feel like he was using it in the context of it's not right for either of us to say these words in either context. Like, I can't say the F word just like a white girl can't say the N word. You get mm-hmm. me? But what were, what was your, what were you guys' your, your reaction to that song, Auntie Diaries? And I, I feel like it's like one of the best songs, one of the best stories on the album, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I really love the part where... Uh... He was, um, I don't remember what he said word for word, so I don't even want to speak on it. But when he was in the church 
And then he told the preacher, he was like, Mr. Preacher, aren't you supposed to love thy neighbor? And he started spitting and everything in the background, like the instrumental starts rising. And he's just like, bro, like, how are you going to, how are you going to choose, like, what you think, like, in your lifestyle, how are you going to choose what you think is right over God and love? Like, you're supposed to love everybody regardless of their decisions and, and choose family nice. and honor family, honor everyone. So why are you calling my family member less of a person because of how they feel inside, because of their hormones, because of what what they what makes them comfortable, what makes them feel alive, more like comfortable in their skin? Like don't don't right. try my my family member like that. And he defended his his uh his auntie, which is now his uncle, uh, but he defended his auntie, and I think he defended. I'm not sure if he defended Demetrius because he says Demetrius is Marianne now. And Demetrius was inspired by uh, his auntie, which is a trans man now, to go on with their own journey, like to become a woman. Because Demetrius felt that way since they like since Demetrius was a kid. But everybody in the family says they didn't see it coming. But Kendrick's like, oh, I seen it coming, like with the Barbie dolls and how he used to talk and play house and all that stuff. I seen it coming, you know, I, I, I saw that he was, you know, just different, not as masculine, maybe a little feminine. And I, I really love that about the song, because even though it doesn't like just reel you in, it's kind of like you kind of just sit and listen to the lyrics. Like, and it, it doesn't even feel like a long song. Thanks. What you think, Tay? Or if you, you know, feel anything at all. It's, um... I agree with Rod. It's all I'm always in agreement with Rod. Um, it, it's the same thing. You can't judge anybody in this world and time that we live in, and the norm that we live in, bro. You cannot judge anybody. If you got any stupid shit, any nonsense to say, you keep it to your damn self. If you got nothing good to say, don't judge nobody or whatever, because that person isn't gonna like step out of their comfort zone and try anything with you or whatever the case is if you have a negative talk keep it to yourself that song what kendrick did um was one of the best songs on the album i he spoke facts in that song he said everything he had to say um and if everyone should be able to accept uh people for who they are at this point in age it is what it is like People can make their own decisions. Um, there shouldn't be, um, no one should be um, in the situation or predicament to where they're being judged wrongfully or whatever. They make their own decisions. And that song could have never came in at the point that it did for many people out there who are going through that same predicament or whatever. That's what I tell you, Kendrick. It's just Kendrick, right? Now, do you think he should have used the word in that song? Or should he have, like, censored it? Um, Censored. I'm not going to lie. Because because of the way our people are, how everybody's going to get in their feelings and they're going to say negative feedback. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing, though. He knew if he had, even if he, um, if he had censored the thing out, which I agree on that he should have, just to, like, um so that he doesn't get negative feedback but he knew what he was doing in my opinion um he just did it because that's just who he is he's a blunt guy so he did it and now you know it 
get into him now or whatever the case is. But in my opinion, yeah, he should have blurted it out at least. What do you think, Denzel? Should you be able to say like the F word in uh in a song? I mean, you can say whatever you want in a song. It's just the people gonna be good with it. You can say what you want. This is right. It's just, you know, but obviously in the context of what he was saying, it wasn't meant to just a year or that. It's just he it was using it right. in a song for a purpose. So I mean in his case, uh whether how I feel about it or not, he is good, but I get what he was doing with it. So I mean, it depends on the person. This is this is that gray area shit we was talking about last episode. Definitely gray area because I don't see no problem with him using it in the song. Like it wasn't malicious at all, but it can be. Right. But at the same time, if you're a rapper and you know poetry, you know basically rap is poetry. Even though people be mumbling nowadays, but it's freedom of speech. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. What, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I or did we or, or did we say your take already on this? Yeah, I kind of I kind of said how I felt, but on the f word, uh, I'm not sure. Because I agree with Denzel. I agree with Denzel. At the same time, I'm not sure how much it would affect uh, someone of that community, the LGBTQ community, because I'm not, you know, part of that community. So right. I'm not going to sit here and downplay how it would affect someone and say, yeah, it was cool for him to say it, like, whatever. Because when he said it, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> that's the first thing I did. Then I listened some more, and I listened to the song a couple more times, and... I kind of understood what he was doing and, and how it had that impact. And I mean, he's right. You know, as kids, we said a whole bunch of wild shit. I'm pretty sure all of us have dropped in bombs with the hard R. I'm pretty sure we just said the F word. Like, it, gets, it, it, it was pretty bad back in the day. But I also think that because of that, because of how strong an impact that word has, maybe he could have been more considerate and sensitive. But also in N95, what, the second song on the album, he says, like, he's tired of people censoring their opinions and being scared to say things that they want to because of cancel culture. And he said, fuck cancel culture. So, I mean, the man did what he he wanted, and I can't help but respect him for that. Now, he might have to suffer the consequences. Like, there might be backlash, or there might not be any people. It might not sit right with people, but uh, I don't know where I stand. I'm kind of not, I don't want to say neutral, but I agree with the both of y'all. Like, it should be censored, but also he can say what the hell he wants to. Now, if it was me, I would have censored it. I probably would have censored it. So, I'm going to give, like, a little example. Um, and then, so, basically, um, in that community, um, anything you say, bro, is going to be held against you. It's going to, like, if it's going to get out even if you're, um, if you're known or you're not known. For example, bro, there was this guy at work. Um, and you know at my workplace there's a lot of them there um so a long story short bro he said some things about them or some word i i don't know bro and end of the story bro he got fired bro because of shit he said so at the end of the day bro whenever you say like stuff like that or whatever um you're gonna get like serious backlash whether it's like a serious consequence or like people are going to be offended or whatever so it's just better to just um keep an eye out for what you say you know it's like like i said people take shit to heart nowadays bro like people are crazy and will do stupid shit you know now my my take on this 
right? I feel like he shouldn't he shouldn't censor it because it would take away from the integrity of the album and the song. But to put my selfish my selfishness aside, I feel like when it comes down to like art, I feel like you should be able to push the boundaries a little bit and kind of like because all in all this song really just sets up a conversation. Right? Sets up a conversation because he's not he's not shitting on that community. He's not calling somebody the word. He's just saying the word itself. So like, and other rappers have done it in the past. I don't know if you, the listeners realize that there's yep. been times J Cole has said Illuminati. it. There's been times Illuminati said your favorite YouTuber might have said it. Mm-hmm. Your favorite actor might have said it. Uh, might have come on now. It's so like I feel like. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be censored. People should. People have the right to feel a way about it. But I feel like censoring it would have taken the integrity of like it would have taken the the most important part of this this album, which is like Kendrick's human. We all make mistakes. Like Rod said, we've said some wild shit in the past. Nobody's holier than the other person. We've all have our doubts. We've all had our shit where we said some wild ass shit as kids. It happens. But to like try to cancel Kendrick and like shit on the whole album because he said the word, I don't think we should go that far. Just feel uncomfortable. If you go on and skip the song, skip the song. But one last question before we move on to, I want the whole episode to be Mr. Moran, the big steppers. Where do you guys think the heart part five sat within this album? Like, did it lead? Did you notice anything that he said in the heart part five that he mentioned in the album? Or you think the heart part five could have fit somewhere in the album? What do you guys think? Uh, so personally, yeah. I haven't really listened to the heart part five that much. I'll be honest. I probably listened to it maybe two or three times. Uh, one of those listens was the initial listen. And not because I don't like the song, because I definitely like the song a lot. But once the album came out, I kind of forgot about the heart part five. Still a great song. Great message. And I actually talked to my mom about this. And actually, I talked to my mom about um, Auntie Diaries too. Not to go back to that, but uh, we kind of had some words about Auntie Diaries because she could definitely relate to that uh, that track very strongly. So it was interesting to talk to her about that. I never connected with her uh, over a song like that. But um, interesting. Yeah. So, but as far as the hard part five, I think it would probably fit anywhere around maybe like Savior. To Silent Hill on the second part of the album, like more of the mm-hmm. Mr. Morale part. Uh, right. But I didn't listen to the lyrics too deeply, like too closely to know like what he said. So unfortunately, I can't give my opinion on that. What do you think, Tay? Um, was that the one where um, it was that five minute track that was released on Sunday evening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to cap, bro. I didn't listen to that. I didn't listen oh to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, hold up. He said, but, hold on. Um, let me listen to it real quick. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to listen to it. Actually, I'm looking at, like, um, the lyrics. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics. Hey, come back to me. All right. For sure. All right. Yeah. Well, while he's doing that, I feel like the song kind of sets up the how can i say this 
that we're all human. I, I want to say that we all are all human. We all make mistakes. So some of the people he used Will Smith. Will Smith is human. He has emotions. He went up there, slapped the fuck out of Chris Rock, and felt the repercussions of that afterwards. So I feel like him rapping from different perspectives kind of shows that like none of these celebrities are your saviors. You shouldn't be looking up to any of these like celebrities or rappers or actors as like your leaders because we're all human we all make mistakes like he said immortal man are you still gonna be a fan when shit hits the fan because we're so quick to like leave celebrities behind once they fuck up somewhere and it's just like then you find a new leader you find a new celebrity to idolize and like Kendrick said, he's not a, he's not your savior. Braun's not your savior. Cole's not your savior. Drake, none of these rappers are your saviors. So we gotta stop idolizing other humans and start thinking for ourselves and start standing on our own beliefs and not using rappers as like gods in a sense that they're they're we have to follow what they do and what they say and all that shit. So that's why I feel like I feel like it shouldn't the out the song wouldn't fit in the album. But it did reflect on some of the themes that he talked about in the the album. That's just mm-hmm. me. Tay, you got your you got your answer, King. Yeah, basically, um, I feel like he's just challenging us to just appraise our collective moral compass, dog. Like just to make sure we we spurn like on the notion of the culture of what it is. Like you said, um, not too think of any of these people as God, bro, because you're humans after all. You could look up to them, like, as role models and be like, oh, hey, I learned such and such from this guy or whatever the case is, but looking to them as a savior or whatever. This man, he just speaks, um, he just speaks straight facts on, like, what it is. So, um, I feel like it does fit in with the album because if I'm not lying, bro, I've heard I heard this in like I've read about this before and I think like he did the same he did like the same uh thing with the last album that he did which was uh damn right yeah mm-hmm. one of the album he did where he did part four it was part four that he did um what is this called the yeah. art of uh the hard part four there you yeah. go he did that in damn so I feel like this is um a continuation of what he, i feel like this is a trend that he's trying to do you know he's, he's just trying to get a message out there because now that now that i'm looking back at it he did this in his last album and now he did part five in this album so i feel like in my opinion it does fit with the album like he's given that message here all righty well uh we'll save the rest of our kendrick opinions and and takes for the breakdown which we're going to do hopefully within some time between the end of this month and the middle of next month before it gets a little too late but i want to put we want to put out like something quality that's like a a accurate breakdown that we won't have to go and revisit like months from now so it we're chefing it up you feel we got a lot of things chefing up for this podcast uh it's gonna be an interesting rest of the year you feel me so but let's switch gears uh, I want to ask y'all a question. What's y'all view on sharing locations while in a relationship? So giving your significant other your location and you having their location. What's what's your your take on that? Start with Rod. Oh, huh. uh, you sure you want to? Like, matter of fact, let's start with Denzel because I know his take is going to be very interesting on this one. 
So I'm give it to him. Go ahead, King. Locations? Um, shit, well. Well, me personally, <clears throat> no, I don't got shit to hide, so I don't care. I mean, that's how you feel. But you're going to release your shit, too. If we don't play that. <laughs> I mean, but I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck about it. It's like, but if you're going to put me on that, I'll, I'll put you on that, too. Mm. But I don't, mm. I don't be going nowhere, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't really be like, oh, invading my privacy because I don't really do anything extra. So okay. I guess it's all right with me. All right, I think I definitely gonna do the same. No, let me. Ask I feel you. like if someone told me to do that, they would be the one going out, going places more than I would. So they'd be at the disadvantage in that situation. So I wouldn't feel bad about it. Okay. Now, what if you did go out a lot, or like, what if you started to, like, let's say you started to, I don't know, like. You started to go to some club or something, like where like a bunch of guys hang out and like y'all talk, y'all chat, like y'all sometimes go and uh like let's say y'all get together, y'all y'all hoop, y'all play games and shit. Like you just start to make your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like at your job, like, you get this cool new employee and he's just cool as shit. Like he checks all the boxes for you. Y'all have something in common. You know, y'all both like fuck these hoes, fuck these bitches. I'm not giving my money to these bitches. R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. Like y'all really just fuck with each other and. Y'all, y'all connect, and y'all just start hanging out. Like, you know, y'all walk to different spots. You show you, like, different food spots. Y'all hanging out. And then she's, like, checking your location. And she's just like, oh, like, where you at? Like, you home yet? Like, I want to talk to you. And then, like, you're still not home. And it's just like, you're not home yet. And then you get home. Like, what would you do if you found yourself in a situation like that? I mean, I wouldn't let, my, I wouldn't let that situation arise. Like, if I'm doing something new, like, and I'm in a relationship, and I know that's, like, what type of thing we got going on? I'm just gonna let them know beforehand, like, oh, I got, I made a new friend. You know, we are gonna be going out. Da 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 da. I mean, I'm still gonna leave my location on, so you know where I'm at. But I'm gonna be out with such and such. I'll be home. Don't know when I'm gonna be home. If I don't know, is she crazy and want to do the Facetime? But like, go ahead for sure. It's fine with me. I just wanna let myself get. To, I wanna let myself get in that situation because I hate. I hate like wasting energy like arguing. So like I try to mm-hmm. do everything I can to have to not worry about that. Like I have that foresight. Like yeah, if I just like be out, don't say nothing. Obviously, I'm gonna you know walk into an argument when I get home, and I don't I don't like that shit. So I'll just do everything I can to yeah you know avoid it. So I'll just what's the what's the word for it? Um. Yeah, digress. Best situation, the best way to avoid a situation is to not let it arise. That type shit. Yeah, I'll be on that. Got you. Just control it before it gets it gets uh too crazy. Um, yeah. the way I feel on that is, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because I definitely think that, in a way, like for some people, it can be important and it's helpful. You know what I mean? Like especially mm-hmm. if you share a living space with your partner. I think it's helpful if you don't have the time to really like shoot the text or if something goes left really quick. Like I said, you get stranded on a turnpike or say you have to run an errand after work that you forgot about and like you're you panic and you're trying to run that errand and you forget to let them know and they can check your location. I think that's cool. I think that's fine. I think it's great for people in a relationship that are secure. I think for insecure people, it is a terrible mechanism. And it can lead to, it can lead to some arguments, definitely. Like, uh, one thing that I've experienced was, uh, so, like, I left, uh, like, I left my house to go 
to the mall to pick up like an outfit or something for some kind of event. It was like a formal event. And I didn't have shit. So I was going to take my ass right over to that Ross. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, go in there and pick <laughs> me up a dress shirt for an entire foot of low. And I think uh, I went in the Ross. I was looking around for some stuff. I decided to stop by my old job at Southland. And the person I was messing with at the time was like, yo, um, you're at the mall? Like, why are you at the mall? And I was just like, because I fucking want to be. Like, wh- like, what do you mean? Like, I'm at the mall. Like, I'm at the mall because I want to be. I told you I was going out. I told you I'm going to the Ross. And it's like, yeah, but why are you like in this part of the mall? It's like, bro, relax. Like, don't be doing all that. It's not that it's it's not that important. We're not even an item yet. Like, don't be coming at me that way. Honestly, like respect my decisions, respect my my wishes. If you want to talk to me about it when I get like when I hang out with you, we can talk about it that way. But don't address me that way. Like I, I am not your spouse. I am not your uh, I am not your sister. Yeah, I'm I'm not your parent. I'm not your sibling. Like don't don't ask me why I'm at certain places. And I think for some people who have like attachment issues, it can suck. But like I said, it can also be a really great tool. So I think I would share my location with like family members and probably a significant other once we get to that stage and like we both understand each other. Especially if like you have someone you you date someone that's outgoing. You know, like obviously they're gonna have friends, obviously they're gonna have activities that they like to do. Let's say for me, sometimes I like to go out, go to the gym, or I go to work, I go play basketball. And that's pretty much it, unless like my coworkers decide they want to do something or my girls decide she want to do something or like my homeboys shout out to Bam and uh steph and them if they decide they want to do something and like yeah i hit their i hit their crib and i'll tell my girl i'll be like hey look i'm here um so uh yeah i made it safely and then she'll probably text me a few times if she sees something or like wants to share something but basically just tells me like i love you have a good time and then if we leave to go somewhere else i'll be like hey like we decided to go here so i'm going here and that's it, because we've gotten to that stage now. But like we definitely had to have that communication and set the ground for that. So it doesn't get like to that that point where the, the girl is just like or well in my situation, the girl's just like, Why are you here? Or like, dang, like you're not home yet? Like the crazy one. Yeah, and I'm just like, bro, like back the fuck up off me. That I do not like that shit at all. Like I really do not like that. And I don't I don't know why I don't. I don't know. What happened to me in the past? Because I, I haven't had like many girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? And that technology wasn't like that technology wasn't around like when I was younger. So I don't know why I feel that way. Because it's not like I've ever been my mom was ever like on top of me or my dad was ever just like, damn, like you're not home yet. Because I wasn't even out there on the streets like that anyway. But for some reason, like not having my my freedom to just like think and breathe and just be me. And make my decisions is a is like really annoying. Like once you take that away from me, I I kind of I look at you different. So uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, my my situation. I shared locations with my last couple relationships. I mean, if you have that communication with each other, you shouldn't even need the damn location thing. To be honest, because mm-hmm. it's like I know a lot of people say like, oh, if you get stranded, but if you get stranded. Just tell me you're stranded. Why the fuck do I need your location? What the fuck you need my location for? But um, I know that was like, in my last relationship, that was like, she was like, oh, so you're just not going to share the location with me? And I was like, I mean, 
I guess I'll just send you my location, like whatever. Like I guess I don't be going nowhere. Like mm-hmm. either I'm at work or I'm home. Like that's it. Especially now, like working on on all this shit here that y'all listening to and all that shit and trying to come away. I, I definitely spend a lot of my time just sitting in front of the fucking computer, just working on shit. So it's like I feel like people that ne- not to shit on my ex. This is this is this is sidebar. It's a whole different topic. But I feel like people that have to push that that location shit onto their significant other, I feel like they're the insecure ones or they're the ones that have something that they're trying to hide. So it's like, you get me? Like, I feel like if you're really that pressed over locations, you've done something wrong in your and or something has been done to you that you're just like, I need this location. Like I need it. But to me, I don't. I don't really mind it, but like if you're pressing me about it, then it's like that raises the eyebrow. It's like why you why you need this shit so goddamn bad? And you can't just believe what the fuck I'm saying. Like you don't trust me already. Have I given you a reason to not trust me? Mm. So going forward in these next relationships, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll revisit this topic, and I'll be like, I damn sure did not give up my fucking location. And my significant others listening to this, I'm still not giving you my shit. <laughs> But uh, Tay, what's your opinion on sharing locations in a relationship? Like the the app, the iPhone, the the app. Listen to me, I sound like a fucking old head. Mm, I wonder why. The such a bitch ass up. Don't let me cook you on this shit. <laughs> I'm all for it, but, bro. I don't really care because at the end of the day, there's multiple reasons why um, they want you to share the locations. We already stated like reasons why. But I'm all for it. I don't really care because I, um, I don't really have... There's nothing to hide when you're going to share relationships. I mean, share locations or whatever the case is. Um, it could be they're overprotective. could be that they're psycho as fuck and they're just clingy. Um, it could mean multiple things. But, I mean, I'll just share the location just to get you off my back. I don't really care. Whoever it is, my family significant other whoever it is i don't share location with my family that's crazy oh. i do not my mom does not have my location my brother's got leo doesn't have mine my twin no got it my brother location. got it everybody got my location <laughs> Damn. yeah i need to do that <laughs> i'm not gonna hold you. yeah well <laughs> go ahead no no you go ahead it's your turn because it will be like <laughs> just now that i'm saying like i'm sharing it with all my family security reasons though you know like, stupid shit might happen. Like, who knows? God forbid. Like, you know? So, like, I got my earpods on that. My iPhone. My damn near everything. My Apple Watch. So, like, you feel me? So, anything happens, that could be another reason why it's good to share locations to others. I know we're speaking more on relationship-wise, but then, you know, that could be another reason why for security purposes. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Uh, I was going to say... I'm going to be real with you, bro. When I have a space for my significant other, I don't give a fuck what they be doing. Like, I I really do not care. So I, I just don't understand how somebody else can be pressed over that. Because if we're in a relationship, it means that I believe you're loyal to me. And I give you every reason to be loyal to me. And you give me every reason to be loyal to you. Like I hold you higher than every other person that I meet. To a higher standard. So, if you wrong me, it's because you wanted, like, and I find out, like, say, like, you cheated or something that you weren't supposed to, and I find out, it's because either you wanted me to find out or you were sloppy, because otherwise, 
I don't give a fuck what you out here doing. Like, you're going to do it regardless. You are a grown-ass woman. So whether I'm making you happy or, like, you're unhappy with yourself, you're going to decide to do what you decide to do. Not everybody's as solid as, as, you know, not everybody's solid, period. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't need the location. Just tell me what you're going to do. Um, and that's it. I just know where you at. So if you're there for too, like a long ass time, like I'm talking, like you go out at seven and it comes 3am, 4am and your ass still ain't home or, you know, we're supposed to hang out and you're not around. I'm just like, yo, are you all right? And if you're straight, like y'all decided to do something else. Okay, cool. Or if you have to crash because I don't know, like you're tipsy or something or like your damn tire is, um, like you're tired, unpopped. You know, shit just exploded from nothing. Like, it happens sometimes, and you can't change the tire. Nobody can change the tire. I can come help you, or you it's just too late, and I don't feel like going nowhere. Then you can crash at your, your homie's crib. Like, that's that's cool with me. But I think the only reason, because now that you brought it to light, Terrell, the only reason I think location is, is super beneficial, I guess it's like if something happens and, like, you're, like, unconscious or something, or, like, you don't have access to your phone. Right. And it's somewhere like in the area, but you don't have access to it. Or like you get kidnapped or some shit. And it's like, or a matter of fact, if your phone gets taken, like stolen, and you're just like, hey, you got my location, and then you follow the person that has your location. Because I've definitely seen that done before. One of my homeboys told me about that. Um, I have a story for that. Yeah, somebody stole Lucky. his phone. They pulled up on their ass in the street on a turnpike, I think. Come on, mother. <laughs> They surrounded this shit. It was like, hey, it's knocking on the windows. Like, give me my shit back. And he was like, what are you talking about, bro? He's like, I know you have the phone, bro. I have the location. Give me my shit back. He's like, oh, this is your phone? Give me my shit. And snatched the shit from him. It's like, dang. Bro, all right. So check me out. So I was with this girl, right, a couple years ago. And we're at Southland Mall. We're walking around. It was me, her, my mom, my grandma. We're just walking around, whatever. So we go into a Payless, and she's trying on shoes. So I'm like, all right, this is when Payless is still there. And I'm um, chilling, whatever, minding my business. We're talking, having a great old time. And we leave, and we're walking towards, like, I want to say, like, JCPenney. We're shopping around for a bit. And then the girl is just, like, she's looking around. She's like, where's my phone? She's like, do you have my phone? I'm like, no. And she's like, Terrell, stop playing. Do you have my phone? I'm like, I deadass do not have your fucking phone. Because I'll do this shit where, like, if she's not paying attention, I'll just move her phone and, like, kind of hide it and just throw it somewhere and have her, like, panic. But I was like, this time I'm not, I'm not fucking around with you. Like, I'm not joking with you. Like, you legit don't have your phone. I don't have your phone. And I'm like, bro, I'm pulling up. And this is when I forgot what fucking phone company she had. But she had this shit-ass phone company. So she really didn't get service like that in Southland. Bro, tell me how. I'm pulling up her location. We're looking for the phone. The phone's moving. And we're like, yo, someone stole your phone. Someone stole your phone. Long story short, after we had like a 20 minute freak out, her phone didn't fucking pay less with the fucking cashier. And her shit's going all over the place because she doesn't have fucking service in that bitch. So the fucking shit is saying that her phone's in the parking lot and that shit's been sitting in payless the entire fucking time. The cashier just took it and put it behind the register. We walked in there, into there and we're like, did you guys find a phone? And she was like, yeah, we found a phone. And she showed it to us. I was like, that's the one. So, you know, put that shit in your motherfucking pocket, man. <laughs> Give that shit to my mom, man. Confiscate it. Give that shit to my mom. <laughs> Fuck. Stupid shit. But um, you mentioned cheating. So let me ask you. This is this is not even on the docket. This is not on. This is freestyle right here. 
can you guys can a relationship be saved after somebody has been has cheated? All right. Can you rekindle a relationship after someone has cheated? Mm. All right. So that should depends. I'm a guy that believes in second chances, dog. I get it a lot, bro. I'm too nice, bro. But I do believe in second chances. It depends. It depends on what the fuck happened, what the predicament was. That shit depends. Because if it was too, too bad, bro, goodbye. It depends, and it depends on also that <laughs> I see a sincerity in them, bro. Like, word to my mother. That's just how I was brought up, bro. Like, um, because I'm also a religious person. Like, so that has a lot to say about um my personality as well. But like I said, um, I do believe that it can be saved, but it depends on that situation. Uh, if it was a situation where that shit was just too bad, horrible, horrible, that shit can't be saved, then you just both agree to move on or whatever the case is. But then if you see it's if you see a way, a light, um, to save that relationship and you both want to save it and who, that person who cheated is sincerely sorry and um uh, and you know apologizes whatever the case is then you know you can slowly get back to where you were or you know interesting mm. denzel what's your take because i know i feel like you have a kevin samuels ass mm. take oh me um yeah as far as a relationship uh if i Probably won't get back into a relationship with someone like that. But if I did, somehow did, it would probably be an open, open-ended one. At that point. Oh, oh, oh my! Eesh. An open relationship. If I do, like, Eesh. like no, like I ain't, I ain't, I'm gonna just take you back and be committed straight up. Like, nah, I'm still gonna have my yeah. little side piece on the side. Like, no, no, we ain't you doing that. But um, back. yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I gotta get my get back. I'm about to have yeah. my my little. I mean, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if someone I was with and cheated on me, I should smash them. But for being in a relationship, you know, one year, two year, um, open relationship, uh, break, yeah, smacking. We together, but we not together. So yeah, <laughs> as we get that out of our right. system. Yeah, then maybe we could try again for real, for real. Oh my gosh, you sound but... so misogynistic. <laughs> how, how that work? If I'm the one cheated on, how that work? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, popping the knob and then kissing me and I ain't you know. Come on now. Oh shit! Gotta get the back. Come on now. So, so what you're saying <laughs> is that basically you won't take them back into a fully committed relationship, like. If they want to, if you want to just keep them around as an option, you'll do that or be like, kind of like cordial, be friends. Like, you wouldn't really be open to the idea of just being committed to this one person anymore or staying like completely loyal to them. It's just like that, that trust is gone. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, right. What you think, right? I'm not going to hold you. Uh, I don't know. Cause I agree with Tay. I think, uh, Everybody deserves a second chance. Sometimes people aren't brought up the right way. Sometimes you can't see you can't see everything like in the talking stages. And you really don't know who someone is until you go through like the lowest of the lows, right? Then you could judge the book by its cover. Yeah, like can't really do none of that. So uh 
I think I would have to I would have to take my time with it. I would really have to weigh all my options. Not really my options, because at this point, I don't have no options if we're in a relationship. But, like, what I mean is the pros and the cons of staying with you. Because, obviously, if you cheat on me, I wouldn't really take it personal. But i just be like, first, I have to figure out why it happened. So, whether it's just a you thing. Like, if, if we're on good terms and you cheat, it's like, why the fuck did you cheat? You know? Like, did you just do it because you got bored? And you didn't tell me that you were getting bored? You just wanted something new and didn't tell me about it? Like, you just had a moment of weakness when you're intoxicated. Did you just, just feel like, fuck it, like you want some new, something new, some adventure? You know what I'm saying? You wanted to feel daring? You wanted to feel like a secret agent or some shit? Or, like, if we're going through some lows, if, you go, if we're going through some lows, and you're just, like, you have a moment of weakness, like you're talking to somebody, and, you know, things go, get a little, they get a little carried away. They get a little out of hand. Then I would kind of be more... I'd be more uh, open to forgiveness. But, like Tay said, if that shit is too bad, I don't know. Like, if, if you got clapped by, like, three people that I know or some shit, you out the window. Because you, you, uh, you a trish. But... Hey, for instance, I'm talking about three? my brother. Hey, right, right. Wait, wait, three? wait. Go ahead. Right. What would you say, Tay? I was going to say, God forbid, um, you you did that shit with my brother or whoever it is, then, bro, you out the door, dog. If it's somebody close to me, dog, you out the fuck with, dog. Right. Yeah. Air it out. Air it out. It's over with. Um, get, the, get the strap, like 50 cents, say, get the strap. Yeah, you are no longer worthy of respect after that. No longer worthy. So, I, I might, I might, it's not going to be a relationship. It's just going it to be a, that, a throwaway. Is it, is it bad that I would feel a little bit better though? one of the guys than some random guy in the street. I mean, I wouldn't take it back regardless. Like, this is just speaking Wait. like, I feel like, I'll be a little, I'll be a little less mad, but like, at least it wasn't uh, some random nigga in the street that uh, has no connection to no parties or nothing. This nigga probably pulled up a Rolls Royce. You got impressed and, and, and fucked them. Like, that's, I don't feel more bad about that shit so, so some random nigga just pull up. Okay. Versus your I'll be mad. Wait, I feel like I'll be more bad. I feel I feel like I'll be wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, before we get into that, let me get my take and then we'll get into that. Yeah, I feel like wait, wait, hold on, hold on, because I wasn't finished just yet. Oh, you weren't all right. Yeah, so I was saying, like, I was saying, like, depending on how bad it is, like the severity of the cheating, I wouldn't give them a second chance, and also I would have to just think about like why I like them, like what I find, um, what I like the most, that their qualities, where their good qualities, where their bad qualities. And I, I would need to take some time to reflect on the relationship, see what I did wrong that maybe could have caused this, see if it's just them, and I may give them a second chance. But like, like I said, we may be talking for a while. Like I might be pulling a Denzel too. Like we might be in the uh, kind of like open ended for a month. We might have a Jada and Will Smith situation going on or something like that. Like depending on how I need to grieve, because uh, we all grieve different. Shout out to K Dot. But um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Go ahead, Terrell. You guys are nice. You guys are too nice. If I if we if if it comes out that you're cheating, get the fuck out. Bye. Get the fuck out. I'm not gonna waste my time. I've had I I went through this shit already, and I did I did the nice guy shit. Tried to rekindle it. Fuck that. Didn't work. Going forward, if you cheat, goodbye. Don't even waste my time. I'm calling the Uber for you. Get your ass home. And I'm gonna cancel that shit mid ride. Oh, you- 
<laughs> say, I'm about to say, you nice guy, can you call it the Uber one? I'm like, you can't. Fuck that shit. Canceling that shit. Fuck it. Get my money. Back. Actually, I want a refund. Uh, you can just kick out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. I ain't gonna lie. At that point, you gotta you gotta treat who like you gotta treat her with. I'm gonna be disrespectful. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like if you cheated, I'd be like shit. You might as well let my guys get a turn. Since you since you cheated, shit. Like you for the streets now. You might as well you might as well let them slide on. You wanted them them thoughts from the from the rap songs they'd be hearing. So uh, you one of those, and she a groupie. You might as well let them That's get a turn. Nice. Bye. Hold up, real quick disclaimer: We're not gonna fresh and fit it. We respect women, but this is this is the cheating side. You feel me? This is disrespect warrants disrespect back. That's such a bad take. That's such a terrible take. Oh, how is it? How is it terrible? Knife for an eye, right? Uh, Mister Morales coming out. You turn the other cheek, but yeah, I'll take you back. Then two months later, you open that door, you get home early from work. So yeah, need deep. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You said that I'm trying to understand. Why do you think that's a bad take? Like if somebody disrespects you, I mean, not saying that you need to disrespect them back, but it's like they they don't get any respect. They don't, especially like yeah. imagine you're pouring your heart and soul into something. Like you're doing your best. You know what I'm saying? You're communicating. You're trying to keep things fresh, keep things new. You're trying to. Uh, you're trying to like like you're scheduling you're doing your part bro you're scheduling your your you're scheduling events you are taking her on dates you're doing your part around the household you know what i'm saying you just always you you're what do they call it um quality time you're spending quality time doing acts of service like you're just doing what you can like you're really putting it putting everything into your partner and then they cheat on you bro fuck all that ain't no nice i feel like i feel like you just got it's used. Better. I feel like it's 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 better to just cut them off completely. Like just be like, you know, you cheated, I'm done, that's it, and that's it, versus you getting your get back. I feel like it's a little bit more petty to do that. That's why I said it was a bad take. Oh yeah. To warrant disrespect. I mean, you're gonna disrespect. get your get back regardless by fucking someone else right after anyway. He that's I mean let's let's, let's keep True. it a buck. Like it's not like you're gonna break up with them and just be single for the rest of your life. So I mean the get back gonna come, it's gonna be later. Right. So, but I, ra- I would rather just you know just cut it off there versus yeah you know let's talk about it and I just go do what I gotta do. I rather just be like you know what fuck this done that's it don't call me block my number whatever yeah. don't show up nowhere fuck that so I'm gonna just treat you like you're just a stranger. Right. Right. So I feel like that's better than than trying to like communicate through it and then you just get your get back in the middle of that. I'm not gonna hold you. You get me? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. So let me let me be more clear about what I'm saying. So from my perspective, like what I'm speaking of, I'm thinking of like a really committed relationship. Like I'm talking uh engaged, married, or about to propose. Like some some shit like that. Like it's serious. This is a very serious relationship. Like I'm I'm done. You taking I'm hanging up my jersey, you taking me off the off the the um, market. I'm done with this. Now, if it's just like a girlfriend, then hell yeah bye like just like somebody that you're seeing for a little bit like you know or like you're dating even in that sense even in that sense i'm still the same way this, oh, this album fucked me up this album this album changed me jesus nah, bro, i could just throw away all that that's oh, too much time listen y'all listen to this album this shit changed me because a week ago if this is last episode oh hell yeah fuck all that i can get my get back but now it's like is it that really is it really that deep 
to me, I don't think so. Better than me. I think I, I think I would be like, eh. I went for all that time, and it got wasted. All right, let me get one more ride on that that train, and then I'm out of there. Get wasted, though. You learned from it. No, I was wasted. One more ride. I mean, the like as far as the good the good memories, yeah, of course they weren't wasted. Yeah, you learn things from it, but if you're working through bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Because definitely the big because love is bro. Love, (laughs) love is like a fucking a plant. You have to water it, give that shit manure, nutrients. I think I said this before, but like that, yeah. yeah, I did. Okay, good. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like you, this is a fucking tree that's been planted. It needs, it needs love. It needs attention. It needs sunlight. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to really, like you have to garden in this bitch. That's what, the, that's what this is. I'm the fucking gardener. I'm putting it in the work. This is the garden. This shit is, I'm doing everything I can. I'm chopping the fuck out these wood, these weeds. I'm getting blisters on my hands. I don't have no gloves no more. Them shit's ripped, but guess what? I'm still chopping the weeds. I'm still getting dirt in my shoes. I'm doing all kinds of shit. And then my, my garden just, like, dies. Like, somebody else in my damn garden. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pissing on my plants. Hell nah, Welcome bro. My rose. Yeah, I still put, I put all that fucking work. Like, no, bro. That's dead. <laughs> like, it's, fucking analogy. it's like, it's not even on the, the person that she cheated with. It's not, it's not on the guy. But, like, I need to, somebody got to box me, bro. I gotta get it out somehow. Like it's, I have too much testosterone to to just be like, "Fuck, all right." Like I understand. Like I'm gonna respect myself and be like, you know, I understand, but like, I don't want to see you. Like I, I just don't don't talk to me. I need to think. So I think, you know, I go through my stages, and then I, I come back with the solution. Now that might be, you know, we can try to. We, I really don't want to lose you. We can try to to work this out, or it's just nah. Fuck that. You gotta go. But I got I to gotta think. I can't just make the decision, like, right then and there. Because obviously anybody's going to be like, the fuck? Bye. Or just, like, get a, a shotgun and try to shoot homie in the back. Or, like, fuck Tom said. Tom said he pulling off the AR. He's going to start shooting and be like, officer, I'm sorry. I thought she was getting raped. <laughs> He's like, I thought she was getting assaulted. So I, I did what I had to. And, and yeah, I just hit them both. God damn, is that not petty? We're gonna put that on. We're gonna put that on a shirt. When we drop merch, one of the shirts is gonna be "fuck Tom." Oh my goodness, I don't, I don't know. This is I agree with all the context y'all, of a relationship. I, I can see definitely. I don't, I don't knock you off for doing any of those things. <laughs> any of those paths, they're all right. Um, should we, should oh, we get into the, the final topic, or do we got we still got shit we want to get off? Cause then it's gonna it's gonna get real it's gonna get real somber real real serious. Anything that's happy that y'all want to talk about. So we got any more lighthearted things we want to throw out there? <laughs> All right, fuck it. Ah, uh, anything. Everyone, everyone's quiet. All right, fuck it. Let's go. So here we go. Let's get your serious hats on. So, uh, between the recording of this episode and oh, the release right. of last episode. We had a shooting in Buffalo, New York. Um, this white man drove, he did his research. He had a whole Google Doc of like how he planned to like attack the supermarket. He looked at the zip code and found like the lowest income, uh, where the lowest income black people it stayed in the hours. zip code and picked out a, a supermarket and drove, what was it, like two hours, three hours to Buffalo, New York. The supermarket 
with an AR-15 that had the N-word on like the iron sight. And then on like the side of the gun, it said, um, oh, here are your rep here are your reparations. Was it on the muzzle? Yeah, it, it was, was like on that. Sight. I thought it was like the iron sight. Either way, the part that sticks up from the AR-15. Or am I or am I bugging? I th- yeah, I thought. But I digress. On the oh, side, fuck no, I didn't even know he did he, that. He put like here are your reparations and all that and yeah, he did. And um, he had a like I said, a well devised plan of how he was gonna shoot this uh, the supermarket up, and he live streamed it on Twitch. For those of you, to, for those of you who don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is a live streaming site. Live stream games, yourself talking. Rod and Denzel have a a Twitch. If y'all want to subscribe, little plug in there. But um, <sighs> he went to the the. I seen the video. I didn't want to see the video, but I seen the video. This video got sent to me, and I was like, I clicked on it, not knowing what it was, and I was like, all right, well, we're already thirty seconds in. Let's just watch it out. So he goes in. He shoots all the black people. Anybody that's not black, he did not shoot, and he shot them once. And then when they're on the ground, he shot them again, and no, he got arrested. Didn't get shot. Didn't get beat up. He had armor on. He had the gun on him. He had a getaway plan. And they didn't tackle him. They didn't do none of that shit. They just arrested him. Um, And uh, he's trying to plead that he's insane, quote unquote. But uh. the la- And then he said that he got radicalized by the internet. All these thoughts and whatever convinced him to do, to carry out this plan, was inspired by the internet. And then his family came out recently and said that Okay. He wouldn't have done this if we didn't have the lockdown and COVID-19. So um, I have a bunch of, there's like a, a bunch of different takes or not takes, but different subjects that we could talk about within this um, situation. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on this, but I'm not going to wrap too much. Uh, this might be a little longer of a podcast because of this situation. So first and foremost, I feel like you can't plead that you're insane when you had this well thought out plan that was on the fucking internet and you're you're sane when you were writing that, but now you're insane. Another thing I I don't agree with, which is of course that he just got arrested. Like all these other mass shootings, the killer just the the white kid mm. gets arrested, but then let me reach for my wallet too fast and I get shot. Let me be accused of stealing something and I get shot. Let me, um, what other situation? Let me not, let me just get pulled over for a routine traffic stop. And I'm just asking what's going on and I get shot. Let me be a a young kid that has mental problems walking home at night. And someone calls that says, oh, uh, someone suspicious is walking around. And then I get pressed by four cops. Or I hold a fucking phone in the air and I get shot. I get a knee on my neck or I get strangled. So it's like, that's another, and I understand not all cops are bad. There are some good cops out there. However, when situations like this occur, we don't hear nothing from the good cop, which in turn makes you believe that all cops are bad. So perfect example, uh, Rosenberg off of Hot 97, his radio show in New York, he they had a cop on for a segment and they said, Rosenberg was saying that not all, all cops are bad, but if a DJ, if there's a radio host that's not doing a good job, I'm going to call out that radio host that's not doing a good job and say, hey, you're doing a bad job. But whenever shit like this happens where, like, 
a cop shoots a, a black kid or like they just you it's it's too like how it's 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 so obvious it's almost like it's just a slap in the face that they just walk up to a guy that has a fucking gun and just arrest him like he's fucking drunk or something like he's not doing anything like he didn't just shoot 10 fucking people but yet a black kid could walk down the street at the wrong time and somebody can call that shit in and he gets shot and killed so it's like in situations like this i feel like we have to address the the what's it called the oh my god what is the word we just have to address the fact that white people that take out these fucking massive ass shootings and kill all these people don't get treated the same as if a regular black person is getting pulled over for something. And one last thing I want to touch on, and then I'll stop rapping. Um, in situations like this, when we got, I'm referring back to like two episodes ago when we're talking about the N word. For those of you who aren't black that want to use the N-word so damn bad and use it still, and I told you guys know where it comes from. Another thing I should have addressed is when if you feel so like that you 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 can say the word, right, and use it amongst your friends and you like rap music and you like all these things from the black culture, when shit like this happens, don't fucking stay silent. I know a lot of y'all be sitting here staying silent. Y'all want to use the N-word and take from black culture and all that shit. But when it's time to be black, y'all don't say nothing when it when it's that time. Same thing for the mixed people that don't claim their same thing for the 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 mixed people that don't claim their blackness. You want to be black when it's convenient, but when it's time to actually be black and some shit happens to the black community, you have to speak up. There's no other way. Unless you're gonna just gonna look corny as fuck. Then don't say the word. Then don't then, then don't say don't tell nobody you're black. But that's all I gotta say. I'm gonna keep rap. I, I don't wanna keep rapping, but y'all, y'all have y'all takes on this, but that's all I gotta say about the situation. And well, first and foremost, before before anybody else talks, we send our prayers and condolences to the people that lost their loved ones due to the shooting. Um, our prayers go to you. And yeah, that's all I have to say about the, the situation. Okay. I just wanna say something real quick. I'm kind of getting a little I'm trying to be I'm trying to be emotional about this. Uh, I normally don't get emotional about things. I don't think I'm going to get emotional, but I think I'm going to get passionate. And I, I want to try to be calm when I talk about this. But it's really difficult to. I read a few paragraphs, I think like two paragraphs of that Google document. And <laughs> I'm just going to take it for what it is at face value. Like Things like this not only affect everyone's mindset. Well, I'm not going to say everyone. I'm, gonna just talk about, I'm just going to speak on how it affects me. Because like I said, at face value. So I read this document. I just want y'all to know that in this fucking document, he said that he knew which pass the guard would take, the security guard would take. And he would come in, shoot the security guard, kill him, then kick the Glocks away so that they can't be used against him. I don't know if the Glocks were on the counter or what or where they were, but that's what he wrote down. And he has like, he drew lines. I'm pretty sure it was orange lines for the paths of the security guard. So he put that down. He wrote that down. And then he said he would shoot all the black people that was nearest, that was closest to him. He would shoot them all in the head. Well, no, he would shoot them all in the chest twice, if possible. Then he would turn to the aisles where the people are being wrung out. 
and spray into the aisles and he would never he would he would make sure to never stop firing and then he would go all up and down the aisles looking for for runners and hiders and he would shoot them all kill them all and he would make his way to the deli section shoot all the people that were in the deli section and then make his way back to the exit and oh he also said this he said that any black people he said any blacks that were down he would shoot them in the head twice you know, you're faking your death. Shoot, he would shoot you in the head twice just to make sure you're dead. Then he was going to come to the street and get his Mossberg out of the fucking car and kill all the black people that were out on the street or they were trying to escape. How does that shit make you feel? That shit's fucking sick. That's 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 bone chilling. Bro. Be able to get that away shit with- is bone chilling. And I watched. But half of that, you be on your ass. And second. And he said he said that he would try to do it in like four minutes. He had a fucking time constraint for this shit, bro. This man knew what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, and it didn't take into account that some. And nobody was. I I think there's gun laws in New York that keep them from being. Uh, they're like very strict. So it's not like uh, Texas or Florida or something like that. It's a lot of Israel, like hard to get a hold of a gun. So from what I see, from what I read, but I just want to say that, uh, um, because of situations like this, I just I, I I don't understand. I don't remember exactly what happened that led up to his arrest, but I read something. I kind of briefly read something that, um, he he walked up to someone and he dropped his rifle. He dropped his rifle and then pulled off his helmet. And the police ran up and tackled him. They didn't beat his ass. Bro, I don't I don't I don't fucking care. I don't care what you what you stand for, what you serve. I don't care about no fucking badge. I don't care about no fucking uniform. You beat that bitch's ass. You beat his ass, bro. Because of like like how Terrell said, like we suffered a lot yeah. worse. And sometimes, most of the time, we're not even fucking armed. <laughs> beat his ass. There's no fucking scratches on his face, no scuffs, no nothing nothing at all didn't spray this bitch didn't tase him nothing bro when i'm when i'm outside in my fucking neighborhood and i'm riding my bike i try not to get too close to white people because i don't want them to feel threatened do you fucking understand what that feels like like i when i meet my girl's family like i make sure that i look a certain way like i'm like i'm worried about how i look because i don't want them to think that oh like i'm i'm uh, whatever the fuck they think Bro, this shit's fucking insane. <laughs> like, like we, like we really, I really feel this way. I don't know about y'all, but I really fucking feel this way. Like, God forbid, like if if it's just a regular person in the car, like another black person in the car, I still don't want to invade their private space. But if like if they're white, I, I I feel that much more conscious about shit. And that's fucking insane. I I shouldn't fucking have to feel that way. I, like I really shouldn't, and I haven't. I haven't grown up in a neighborhood that was like predominantly black. Like it was mixed with all cultures. It's more Hispanics if anything, and I, I have no words for this. Like I could, I could rap about everything that Terrell said. I could get passionate about it, but you know how I feel. I talk to some people, and they're just like, "Oh, like just why you gotta stay strapped, and it's your duty as a black man to be successful and hold yourself to a certain standard." But what if not all of us want to fucking do that? Like, what if not all of us want to fucking be rich and be super successful and and paint this image that is 
polished and well kempt and like don't judge us for like the way our hair is or our skin color or our fucking dialect because that's just where we grew up from a fucking system that doesn't want us to fucking succeed in the first place that's how we learn to fucking talk so we talk that fucking way it's just the product of where we were raised it doesn't equate to our fucking intelligence i don't i don't understand you're not fucking insane you got sense you got fucking common sense and i hope you get the book thrown at you honestly and and with the parents too like that that shit doesn't make any sense how the, how the fuck does uh how the fuck does quarantine how the fuck does quarantine affect your mind that much that you become a racist like you yeah you're you're a self-proclaimed white supremacist and anti-semite you said that yourself you know what the fuck it means who taught you this shit you're 18 years old oh, for um for more context you're he, fucking 18 uh... years old bro Got this plan from, um, he felt like, as far as America right now, that the whites are getting kind of, like, marginalized and, like, every other culture is take well, black people are taking over and he wanted to kind of, like, be the, the population control and go out and, and kill these as many black people as he could because he felt... Oh, that stupid-ass replacement theory? Yeah. That yeah. shit? Like... The white Christian is the is like the minority in America for real, bro. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You guys are the most protected motherfuckers on this planet. Honestly, shut your dumb ass up. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to debate about this. I don't want to talk about this shit. Like I, that's that's just what it is. Until you can show me different. Until you can show me different statistics, like yeah, it happens to white people too. There's more fucking white people on like on the planet. Obviously, we're still minorities, bro. So it's gonna happen to you guys too. But does it make sense that a a, a fucking terrorist was unharmed? Was unharmed when he got arrested? Facts. No. Facts. Go go ahead, bro. Y'all y'all can talk about this. I ain't gonna say shit. Denzel, or go ahead, Tay. Go ahead, Tay. Uh, I got nothing to say, kid. Uh. All I gotta say is, God be with us all, kid. Cause when I talk about this stuff, bro, I, I get that ass. I get real sentimental, kid. So I don't even wanna. T- I'm gonna leave it at this, kid. Enzo, you got any other input? Rod said it all for me. Four chan and eight chan, man. Cancel those sites. Get rid of them. That's all I can really say, bro. Um, all I can say is, um. It goes for all those white guys that have done this in the past. Even now, with that one jit that did the school, I think it's Parkland, whatever it was, bro. It, so this is just a norm. This is a trend. So it's just like a snake on a ladder type shit. When they see one person do it, they think they could go ahead and do it. And it's not going to stop. Dude, um, the government, nobody's doing anything to stop this nonsense. Um, so at this point, it's always going to continue. The cops themselves are doing it. Cops themselves yeah. are doing it. So cops doing it, it shows that anybody could do it. So that's what it is. They don't care. They don't care about it. And it's always been that way. Um, going back to the days where, um, you know what, where we were, you know what, I'm not even going to. See so now um now that they can't really do it now in this day and age they go to other um methods to try to eliminate the black population or whatever the case is but uh 
it is what it is. Uh, sooner or later, hopefully, it will stop. Uh, One of my biggest takeaways from this is that whenever I have children, right, at a certain point, because even if I get with somebody that's not black, my kids are going to have some sort of black in them, me being half black, right? So it's like, I'm going to have to, like, explain to them, like, that there are certain people out there that aren't going to like you, and they're not going to like you, not off of, like, they're not going to like you, and they've never had a conversation with you. They don't know what you like. They don't know your interests, your beliefs, what you stand on. They don't know none of that. But they're just going to hate you so fucking much that they'll do some dumb shit like this. And I feel like I don't want to have... That's such a, like, that shit like this almost makes me not want to have to bring somebody in this world and have to, like, explain this shit to them. Because obviously when we have kids, we want them to have, like, the best life as possible. Shit, lives better than ours. But it's, like, it's kind of hard to do that when, like, shit like this happens. And then another shooting happened the day after at, like, a, a Taiwanese church. Some Chinese guy went and tried to shoot up a whole church. And I think there was one more shooting a couple of days after that, but I don't know the the ins and outs of that one. But um, we're not going to say the guy's name because we don't want to give him no publicity. Okay. But y'all, uh, y'all really stay safe out there. Check on your loved ones. Make sure everyone's good. And, you know, care for your family. Um, say you love them. I don't want to end off on on something super serious. Uh, unless you guys have any more input before I ask this next question. Nah. All right. So I have a would you rather question. Kind of lighten up the mood a little bit. Um, would you rather fight an orangutan with a sword once a year, or fight a chicken every time you get into your car? The chicken dog. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'll fight the chicken. What the fuck? Every, every, every night we eating chicken. Every time I get in that car, we eating chicken tonight, baby. Fuck the orangutan. Bro, that chicken's gonna fuck you up. What do you mean? Hell no. Nah. Look, it says it says fight a chicken in your car. You could bring any type of weapon with you. I could bring a Glock in the car. Air the chicken out. Put your nose. Fat ass bullet hole in that chicken. So you gotta have to scrape that fuck out. It. <laughs> Carve it out. You're gonna have to carve that <laughs> out. You're gonna waste some meat, and then you're gonna have to take out, make sure there's no gunpowder left in that motherfucker. And then you're gonna yeah, have to. There's always, there's always tomorrow, or there's always the next time I get in my motherfucking car. You gotta, gotta strangle that bitch. That's what you gotta do. You gotta strangle the chicken, break his neck, and then with the Call of Duty ghost, break that neck, and then take it in the house and chop that shit off. The motherfuckers got claws, bro. Like, they, yeah, they do. They're <laughs> But you can break their neck before it even gets to the point to where they fucking you up. Like you, you take you get some damage. You take some scratches, maybe even some uh insertions, some lacerations. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a broke neck chicken for sure. I'm not gonna, gonna get that neck. <laughs> now that I think about this, bro, just imagine like you get a fresh ass fit. <laughs> you try to try to slide to like a kickback or something, or like you going to dinner with your girl and you gotta spar with a fucking chicken before y'all leave. You gotta make forty five minutes or shit. However, what about time. when you leave? Where you coming from and coming back home? You gotta find another chicken. 
Oh my yep. god! Every time I go to, hey, I ain't gonna lie, I'm fighting this orangutan. Get your card. I'm fighting <laughs> you gonna fight this fat ass orangutan with a sword? Hell yeah! I'm good. I'm good. All you gotta do is just hit, get smart. one good uh, um insert, like just hit that shit with the Siegfried. Push that shit in. Hey, but mind you, mind you, yeah. mind, yeah. mind you, orangutan is monkey descendants. Get them nigga. Hey, they smart. They smart, Jay. Nah, they gonna run at you. If it's one of fight, it's gonna run at you. The chicken, the chicken ain't smart. The chicken, <laughs> I mean, the chicken will try to defend itself, but best believe um, it's gonna be a boxing match between you and other. No, 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 no. I'll take it back. 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 All right. These motherfuckers are beasts. Like human instincts, all right? Okay. Uh, bro, this- you out here gonna. He's gonna hit you with the meanest parry instead of command grab and just nah, he gonna up. parry. Nah, he gonna parry you and grab that sword from you and then die. Nah, <laughs> now this is gonna happen. Like you gonna swing that shit. He probably gonna tank that shit with his left forearm and just pop you. Like just smack the fuck out of you and then just get on your shit and just rip your skin off, like off the off the top of your scalp. Yeah, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm 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 fading this chicken. Every single time I go to the car, I'm just ready for the chicken. I I, I ride around with a bat with me. I just fuck the chicken up. Bulking off the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I'll fight, I fight, I fight the chicken. For sure. I'll just be like, yeah, yeah I don't want to go to my car, car right now. I'll be like, you hungry? Just go to the car. I'll be like, shit, bro. I left my keys in the car. You can go out, or not my keys, my phone in the car. You can go outside and grab that for me. He's like, why can't you just do it yourself? Bro, just listen. Just go, just go grab my fucking, <laughs> just go grab my phone. My fucking phone. Like, bro, I'm not doing that for you, bro. You a grown man. You got legs. But like, all right, fuck you. Go outside, come back with feathers all over you and shit, blood all over you. Like, what just happened? Like, don't worry about it. Got dinner. (laughs) For real. Now you got to prep that shit every single time. You got to prep the chicken every time. Put that shit in the fridge. Put that shit in the fridge. Bro, don't nobody got a fridge that big. Not even those industrial freezers can hold that many chickens, bro. Like, what if you go somewhere and then, like, y'all decide to go somewhere else? Sell the chicken. Sell the chicken Now, the key word word is... That's bread. Oh, you can sell the chicken meat. Bread. Uh, you can turn that to okay. you can turn that to a blessing. See, see, you gotta finesse it. Turn lemon into lemonade. You're right. Okay. But the key word here is your car. So you could Uber or you can catch a ride. It don't have to be your car to get. The no, that shit going to the marketplace. Hella chickens, all frozen. Come pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> Come pick them up. I am not getting in my car. You got to come pick that shit up. That man's selling chicken pure, spot. non-GMO chicken breast. <laughs> open up a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that man gonna start a farm. Chick-fil-A. Somebody called Reap Filet. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely doing that one. Chicken. And whatever you don't sell, you can keep. Fried chicken. Baked chicken. Real chicken, stewed chicken, shit. I'll be like Liver King, <laughs> industrial living. What are you talking about? Eating raw ass meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all I got on, on my end. I don't know about you. I don't think we have anything else to talk about for this episode. So go ahead, right? Send us out. Do the outro. All right, y'all. It was me, Tay, your boy Denzel, and your host, Terrell. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. We appreciate. Now we, we all host. We all host. Fuck that. Oh, we okay, all okay, my bad. This is all this is our podcast. Fuck that. Nah, King. This your this was your vision. Anyway, uh, we all host, like he said. But um, yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, I hope that when you listen this time, you do some thinking and that you reflect a little bit. Honestly, uh, 
Oh, and, and stick around to the end. I'm, I'm gonna plug a little, a little interview, a little J Cole interview at the end. So stick around to the end. Get a little, get a little something special. Okay, cool. Your boy Terrell got a little treat for y'all. But um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in this time. This was uh, the Just the Guys podcast, and we out. My perception was, unfortunately, the same perception I had when the man got choked out in Staten Island, and the same reaction I had when. When, when the man when the man just graduated college in Charlotte, got in a terrible car accident, survived a car accident, went to the lady house, knocked on the door for help. She thought he was robbing her, of course, because he's black at your door. She called the cops, they taser him, he dies. The same reaction I had then. Damn, again, this is fucked up. That was my reaction. Now that's sad, I'm, I'm, a, I'm ashamed that I had that reaction because we always had that reaction. For years, that's, that's how we be feeling. It's so regular, we just like, damn, that's fucked up again. So I, it wasn't until I read the article. What was it, what was that article? It was on the Atlantic or something like, uh, it was some article that started off like, America's not for black people. We've known it for a while, but we've ignored it. I read that article, and it forced me to, like, stop running from it. I didn't even watch that Staten Island video because I, I didn't want to see it no more. Like, I don't want to see a dude, I don't want to see another black man get killed. I, I, saw, I saw the Oscar Grant video when it dropped on YouTube when he gets killed. Like, I don't want to watch that. So we run from it because it hurts. So that was my reaction at first. It wasn't until I read that article, forced myself to watch that video from my man in Staten Island and really understand everything that's been happening and give a fuck again. Because at one point in time, me and this man was sitting in the crib talking about this all the time. This is fucked up. And we was young and we was 20 and we was passionate. And it's like life goes on and niggas start worrying about Instagram and, and reality TV and what's popping and I got kids and we, oh, life happens and it's a lot of distractions. But I'm just, I, unfortunately, Last week it was it was the same old damn that's fucked up and this week it's like what can we do? You know what I mean? What can we do?